Hello, and welcome to the podcast that takes you with us without kidnapping you. We bring our travel stories and some funny behind-the-scenes happenings to life in this fresh new take on telling travel tales. Are you ready to take off? Let's go. Travel, travel, instigator. instigator. We'll take you with us without kidnapping you. Travel, travel, instigator. instigator. We'll take you with us without kidnapping you. Welcome to the Travel Instigator Podcast. I'm Pita. And I'm David. And we are going to talk about our cycling trip on the Oregon coast. That was quite an adventure. That was. That really was, David. What did we get ourselves into? Well, there was some shenanigans there for sure. (laughs) Between Mother Nature and all the drivers, the RV drivers, I was going to use a curse word, but we're not doing that. A lot of big trucks. A lot of big trucks. And... When you're cycling on the road and people are hauling their RVs and they're not professional drivers. I mean, they're just people, just drivers. Yeah, they waggle around in the wind a little bit. Yeah. And this was really my first time, my first foray into road biking. It was. You were... Actually, learning how to shift the gears on day yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I had a beach cruiser in college. I think the last time I had a geared bike was probably my second bicycle in Jamaica when I was, I'm going to say roughly six, seven years old. I had a three-speed. And this one had 18 speeds. And I'm done. I'm done, done. So I was really... a little bit of a climatization to the bike for you. <laughs> Yeah. But you did fine once yeah. you got on there. A little trepidation at the start. Yeah, I mean, inches. There were RVs that came within inches of me as we rode. Well, luckily they all missed. <laughs> yeah, let's say that. Thankfully, they all missed. So, yeah, remember flying in? We flew in from Florida. We flew into Portland, didn't we? Portland, yep. And that was in the middle of... um, Yeah, the riots, remember? Yeah. And we were warned, don't go downtown, don't do this, don't do that. It was actually quite peaceful. Yeah, we went down. We hit a brew pub. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and it was was nice. Yeah, we walked around. But we digress. We digress, or we we fast forward. Let's get back into the nishi gritty. So, yeah, we're, we flew in the night before, right? Because we're coming from Florida and the trip left so early in the morning. I didn't know what to expect, if I'm yeah, being me honest. Neither, really. No. Huh? But you, listen, you've ridden for I've years. Ridden. You've done triathlons. You've done marathons. You, you're an athlete, so it's different. You actually own a mountain bike and a road bike. And I love riding. So. And you do. I love writing. Different types of writing. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> well, this was more your speed. Well, I've done quite a bit of writing over the years, but, you know, this kind of distance over multiple days was still going to be a challenge. Yeah. And writing from campsite to campsite, right? That's pretty much what we did. Yeah, but that's the other thing. Yeah, the camping in between. <laughs> yeah. No showers, really, except for at those campsites. But well, it was... There was 
campsite showers. Yeah, and it was pandemic. So a lot of the restroom showers were not even available. Yeah. This was going to be this was going to be an adventure. By the time we touched down, we, we were going with the, the company called Escape Adventures. And they are billed as sort of luxury cycling trips. Yeah. I would say luxury in quotes, maybe. It, yeah, yeah, but it was up it was upscale for sure. Yeah. But the, it was still camping. They provided the bikes. We loved that. They had, you know, vans to take us from point A to point B. Yeah, that was good. We didn't have to lug our gear around on the bikes because that would have been even yeah. more challenging. Yeah. And we had that, yeah, the supply trailer. It was it was really good. And they said these guides are also excellent chefs. So we, I was looking forward to that bit of it. We sure were, definitely. So we get up that morning and we realize there are a couple of guys from Reno. What were there, three of them? Yeah, we're three friends from Reno. Yeah. We're, uh, we're part of our group. And they, too, were cyclists. Oh, they were because they brought their own bikes. They, they were pretty all hardcore. Their, yeah, they had their gear. They had it all, man. They had it all. And they I sure was... And there was us. <laughs> well, there, yeah, you at least could keep up with them at one point. Then there was little old me going, wait, what gear do we need now? <laughs> but it was so much fun. The best part of that day was the ride from Portland all the way down to our starting point. Yeah, it was a good good ride. We got to know the guys a little bit better and kind of relaxed, got ready for our ride. Yeah. Then we, we started off in a parking lot, you know, probably I would say 12 miles from Cannon Beach. Yeah. Got a little That's... bit of practice in, got fitted for the bikes. They, they fitted us up, make sure that, you know, the seat was right, the handlebars were set right for us. Oh, yeah. It was good. Then we, we took off. And the part that got me really was most of it. But really, when, when we started off, I'm thinking, all right, it's, it's the coast. I'm going to see all these beautiful things. I'm going to see gorgeous seascapes and, you know, all the things that were built in the brochure. And with my trepidation came very short fuses. Like, I was not willing to put up with too much. You were a little short there, a little testy for a bit. Yeah. When we started cycling past a Dollar General, that's when I thought I was going to lose it. Not too scenic. Not too scenic. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What? And I almost got hit by a camper van? Now, I'm going to just call this a day and you guys can drop me back at the airport. But well, we soldiered on. We got through that. You did. We persevered. We got. We went. Uh, we had lunch. Yeah. You know, we settled down a bit, and then the next stretch was much, much nicer. And much quieter was... stretch of road. We hit the the beach road, Cannon Beach, and Haystack yeah, Rock. Haystack Rock was gorgeous. We got oh some gosh. photo opportunities there. It was really nice. Yeah. Very, very scenic. That was a beautiful one, and and this was probably the first time I'd ever seen anyone actually erect a tent or pitch a tent what's the proper what's the proper verbiage yeah, on that pitch a tent is yeah proper and thank proper term thankfully you knew how to pitch a tent you've pitched one or two before I pitched a few in my day yeah man i relied on you i stayed back again my type of camping is when the concierge you know greets me and tells me the bellman will see you to your room well, we didn't have a concierge no. on this trip or a bellman <laughs> so in the on the sandy ground, will will we say you went ahead and 
erected our tent. It wasn't too difficult. Yeah. Pretty easy to set up. We had uh, cots that we set up as well to get us off the ground. Yeah. Some relative comfort there. Oh, yeah. They did have that that situation handled. It, you know what? I was a little bit testy, a little bit short. But then as soon as we got the, the campground set up and the guys took out the Dutch oven, started to kind of get that campy feel going. Yeah, they got right to cooking and getting us some food because, you know, we get depleted with that, right? You know, and Ooh. it's good to, to replace that energy with some good food. Oh we picked up some IPAs and some beverages along the way. And it was really good. I think that, that first night, what, what really got me were the apps. They came out with like these beautiful crackers and atop the crackers were it was cream cheese and strawberry that they sliced so thinly and twisted into a beautiful decorative piece and i was like wait am i outdoors is this happening a little unexpected for a camping meal yeah it was absolutely amazing and like you said i was depleted calorically and I, I welcomed every morsel. They were good, and we were told to expect nothing but goodness. And that was what Manzanita. That Where was over in Manzanita. And that beach was. That was amazing. actually yeah. Remember, we went through that tall grass oh, on the trail, I and loved then it. as we got through that, the whole beach just was right there in front of us. That's right. That was Manzanita, yeah. and it opened up. We've got to put up so many of these pictures. Yeah, we'll put up a couple of pics from that because it was gorgeous. <laughs> I actually have a, a hyperlapse of you erecting our tent. <laughs> actually, didn't we take the cover pic for the magazine up on that beach? You did. You, you actually did. took the picture of me between the tall grass yeah. at Golden Hour, and that became the cover of the magazine. Yeah. It was of it swanky was retreats. That issue, right? Last fall it was so good. Yeah, that was really brilliant. So after calming me down, we're really good about that, I have to say. Yeah, trying to make you feel comfortable so you can enjoy it. You know, the first day is always a little uh, challenging, especially, you know, like we said, you haven't done a lot of this uh, in the past. So. Yeah, I hadn't. And your your patience is, is long. I, I, I loved it, though. It is like we said, we referenced it in our initial podcast. There's type one fun Type 2 fun, type 3 fun. Type 3 fun is not this. Type 3 fun is where you didn't like it then, and looking back, you still don't like it. This was type 2 fun, though. I think, you know, a little bit challenging at the time, but when we look back at and we laugh at some of the things we we did, it's definitely a memorable trip and a fun trip. Can you imagine yourself toes in the sand, drink in hand, somewhere in the Caribbean? Well, you can too. Caribbean Living has a store that quells that craving while inspiring you to plan your next trip. Slip on a pair of their wrap pants, throw on a pure cotton halter top, and make yourself a cocktail while plugging in potential flight dates, let's say, to Jamaica, Aruba, Antigua, maybe Cayman. Once booked, grab some of their hand-beaded island jewelry, brass bangles, and their signature bottomless sandals called toe jammers to prep for your trip. That fabulous vacation you just booked. The Caribbean Living Store, bringing the Caribbean vibe right to you, whether you're here or planning to be there. 
Visit their shop at CaribbeanLivingMagazine.com slash shop. And look for a link at TravelInstigator.com. That, that day two stage, we, it was a transition for sure. We left like the lush coastal rainforest to enter into dairy country. And you know what that means? I knew Tillamook was out there. Oh, we've all heard of Tillamook. What's the best part of Tillamook? The ice cream. Oh, yeah. I know. I do like their cheese, too, but I was in it for the ice cream. And we left in such soft morning light to head out, cutting through there to get down to that family-friendly beach of Rockaway. Yeah, Rockaway Beach. Yeah, that uh, was a nice little stretch of uh, beach and road. Very scenic. And I remember we stopped in the middle of the, the town and Pacific. there was a locomotive stopped. <laughs> yeah, in Pacific City. Yeah, this was a 40-mile stage that we were riding that day. And I'll tell you, my bum was a little sore that day. Day I, two, see? I, I felt okay on day one. But, you know, not having done a lot of riding up to the, the trip, my butt was a little sore. Mine wasn't. I I pre-padded. Remember, I got the gel well, you shorts. Double I got the gel bike shorts, and I had a gel seat. Didn't necessarily need the gel seat, but I'm glad I had it. I didn't get sore. Yeah, you were in good shape. It was nice. Thank you, Amazon. <laughs> I just had to order in a hurry. Didn't think about these things until like four days before we were leaving. I was like, wait. I'm going to have a sore butt. I think your mom actually said something like, be careful, you're going to have a bum that's sore. But it worked. It was good. It really, really did. And although this looked like a daunting 40-mile stretch, it was actually one of our top days. But you guys, you wouldn't let me stop for ice cream. No. And I guess wanted to move ahead and, and press on. Yeah, but we ended up stopping for an amazing photo op with a train that was built like way back. Yeah, probably early 1900s. Yeah, it was so cool. I loved that. And the conductor was kind enough to let us climb aboard. Yeah, that was a really nice photo op, actually. We have some really good pictures with that. I think when I got to get actually on the train... That was like a piece de resistance for me. But that's how people in Oregon are. They're super friendly, super nice. And yeah, why not? And the the, the train engineer was so friendly. He was amazingly friendly. So I hope that if you guys get out there, you stop in Pacific City and at least wait for the train. Because then what did we do? We ended up leaving... The city, I I call it a city, it's just a small town called Pacific City, but we ended up leaving right when the train, and we said, let's race it. And we raced it. Yeah. We actually managed to keep up with it for what, like two miles? We sure did. We did. And then it turned inland. It was giving a tour to the passengers on board and coming back. It it was a really fun experience. It's all about the timing on these trips sometimes. You know, you could drive through there or ride through there and, and not see a thing, but... You know, we just got lucky. The timing was perfect. We got lucky and then we got unlucky. So during that time, unfortunately, the California wildfires were raging, raging. So as we started to head south, south, yeah, we started to get smoky skies. And one afternoon, I remember, do you remember that the sun looked 
orange. Yeah. There was so much smoke in the sky. There was ash falling. Your heart ached for all those people that were evacuated and losing their their homes. We we did. We saw it. We didn't really realize the impact, I think, no, that we second day. And we, and we stopped to camp a second night. Yeah. And that night was... It was rough. We, we live were in close Florida. To the beach. We were right next to the beach. We had had such a great day. There was that microbrewery there. We walked on the beach, and that how tall was that sand dune? Oh, that sand dune was actually a pretty uh, steep and and quite <laughs> four stories, a climb. three yeah. stories at All least. Easy. No, easily at least. And you know, you held my hand through it. You yeah, and the view from up there was outstanding. Remember our guide. Was it Alex? Yeah, he played a trick. He played a trick on me. We got to the top. He knew I was nervous. I didn't know. Am I going to like tumble down? Am I going to fall over? What's at the other side? So he crosses the apex and starts to descend, right, on the other side of what you can't see from the, from the bottom. So I am following him, but not too closely because it looks like there's now a steep drop. So he's like, Peta, Peta. And I'm like, yeah. He... Puts his, throws his hands in the air ah! and jumps. Thought he went off the other side. I really did. But of course. He pops up like three seconds later. He did. It was a ledge. I can't. Don't play with my feet. Don't do that to me. After riding 40 miles in a day, my heart might not be able to take all of that drama. Alex. He was great. These guys were amazing. Yeah. They became, you know, friends as, uh, as part of the trip. Really friendly guys. Yeah. So helpful. And especially later that night, when your life is almost flashing before you, this isn't about an RV running me off the road this time, we're all zipped up in our tents. And you have to understand that I'm Jamaican, I've been through hurricanes, we live in Florida, been through hurricanes. We understand what 75 mile an hour winds can do and what they feel like, and that you're not really supposed to be outside in a tent. 80 mile an hour winds, sustained, gusts, all of that. We know what that looks like and feels like and from the inside of a structure, not a tent. Well, we got a taste of what was fueling these California wildfires. Yeah, that wind was howling through, um, it was sandblasting our faces inside the tent. I've never experienced I've camped a lot, but I've never felt anything like that. Yeah, I, I said, David, we can't sleep out yeah, here. We had we half can't. an inch of sand in the bottom of the tent, which yeah. is crazy. And on the cots, which we were on, I, I, I said, I can't do this. I can't do it. It was actually giving me what, you know, a lot of people pay tons of money for, microdermabrasion. <laughs> My face was sandblasted for free. But I was petrified, so I'd rather go to a spa and have them work on my my face than than do it all natural. Yeah, I'd recommend that. Yeah, next time. Note to self. So somehow David manages to fall asleep. Oh yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously, because that wind was not stopping, and I was scared. I wanted to get up and go inside the van, so I laid awake, probably at about. Five minutes after you fell asleep, so you were getting into a deep sleep, all I heard was an explosion and through the tent, because I'm just clutching my sleeping bag and staring upward, upward to the sky, there was a fireball outside the tent. And it was only then that I realized, I have no idea how to get out of this tent. And it's never a good idea to be in a tent when there's fire feet away. 
ever been on that trip that was way cooler than expected? Traveling outside the obvious has enhanced every trip that we've taken, and I bet it's what enhanced that trip that just came to mind for you. It's so cool to unearth these gems, and that's exactly what Swanky Retreats does. They share stories that inspire readers to travel, as they say, outside the obvious. Check them out at swankyretreats.com and start to explore the world with fresh eyes. Look for them on thetravelinstigator.com as well. What was it? What blew on top of that light pole? Yeah, on top of the hydro pole, there was a transformer. That blew. And it blew. And I'm like, right David, we there. David, this just blew. We what, have to get out away? of here. Yeah. And I'm knocking on your back. I'm rocking you. And you're like, what? I'm like, there's a fire. Oh, I was having so, none of it. I was sleeping. I said, we need to unzip, buddy. I don't know how to do this. Let's go. And you did. And then so did all the other guys. Everybody started coming together. Someone called 911. The fire was still blazing. We Oh, we've got to put up the video of the fire trucks coming into camp. Yeah, we'll do that. So what happened then was I decided after the fire was out, wind still gusting, wind still sustained at 60 miles an hour, gusts of 75. We're going to sleep inside the van with... Our other guide. Yeah, with Carter. Carter. He was in there and he was kind enough to let us, you know, you hit the floor. I laid on a, on a bench, a seat. It, and even the van was rocking. It the was. wind was, But yeah. at least we didn't get sandblasted. No, no, we didn't. And who slept through the whole thing? I don't know. You tell me. Alex. Yeah, he was strapped to the top. He wasn't inside the van, guys. Remember we said we had a, a supply trailer? So what he does is he likes to sleep outdoors. He's a woodsman. A woodsman. Oh, he is. He belted himself. Listen to me closely. Took belts and strapped himself to the roof of this box trailer. Trailer. Yeah. Rolled and, himself in his sleeping bag. And that and- was it. Didn't even see the fire. The didn't next see the morning, fire engine. He's like, what, what, what's going on, guys? Why is everybody Crazy. all jumpy? And we said, what? They had sirens. They had lights. There was fire above your head. Oh, not to mention the winds all night long in the sand. He's like, no, I was fine. I love the outdoors. I guess you do, Alex. I guess you do. <laughs> He's so funny. But... We trusted him with our with our yeah. with our great beings. writer, great good writer. photographer. Oh yeah, all around great guide. Both of them were. Yeah. Both of them were really escape adventures. Hires good people, that's for sure. I hear the owner is a bit of a a thrill seeker. He maps out each itinerary on his own. He rode his bike from from I think California, Southern California to Canada, and he just takes his gear with him. No, he doesn't have a van following him. He maps yeah, it out. Yeah, he roughs it. Yeah. Good for him. And he's not 22. <laughs> yeah. He, he's had the company for a while. So after that night, we decided that we were going to... Well, it was getting a little rough. Yeah. But we thought we'd still soldier on, yeah. try another day. It wasn't to be, unfortunately. Well, it was supposed to be a rest day, actually. This was That's day true. three was to rest our legs. And... Even at that, we tried to soldier on to where we would maybe pick up the ride. But keep in mind, you've got orange skies. 
at 8 a.m., at 10 a.m., at 1 p.m., this isn't looking good. So the air quality wasn't one that they wanted us to ride in. We ended up... We eventually actually got stopped and turned around by the fire department. They actually did. They stopped us. And that's when everything got a little uh, hairy, a little clearer. <laughs> the, 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 the gravity of the situation was, was upon us. And the three guys, they were like, you know what? You can probably just take us back to Portland and we'll head home. Because uh, Carter and Alex offered, let's go north to Washington. And hear me when I say, you know it's bad when you seek refuge in a volcano. We were headed to Mount St. Helens. Ring a bell with anyone? (laughs) That was a crazy turn of events. I was like, yeah, this is really bad. So the guys ended up, unfortunately, the other three guests leaving. So it turned into a private tour for us. Yeah, we had Alex and Carter and just the two of us. And again, they continued to look after us. They really did. What was interesting when we actually got to Washington was we had no idea. We didn't even have a place to stay. We we were kind of hunting and pecking and searching and wound up in Sequest State Park. Yeah, they've been calling back to the office to try and arrange uh, accommodations for us. And that was a lovely state park. It was so nice. The trees were, whew. Again, such a different environment than what we'd experienced by the beach that kind of night before. Yeah. And here we were with, I don't know, the trees had to be over 100 feet. Yeah. We were surrounded. Densely packed. Forest type of uh, campground. It was beautiful. Really beautiful. And we got there in time to just, again, pitch tents. I helped this time because you showed me. You were a veteran already, but yeah. I could do it. I probably couldn't do it on my own. Don't let me do it. Let me not fool everybody here. (laughs) I would need YouTube or something, whatever the kids use these days to find directions. (laughs) But yeah, we, we were in there and. On our way into the campsite, who, what did we see? We saw a branded vehicle. Yeah, we saw the the Bud Light uh, seltzer guy. Yeah, and Bud Light seltzer wasn't really a thing that at was that brand point. brand new back then. Yeah, and we pulled over and said, hey, we're over here. We're, you know, going to be pitching our tents this way. Have any extras? And he's like, yeah, I'm the promotion guy. I'll come by. I'll find you. I think Carter told him which, yeah, which lot we were. campsite we were at, yeah. Yeah. Sure enough. After dinner, it's really dark, guys. It's really dark because there are no lights. Yeah, and Carter and Alex prepared us another great dinner. Amazing. And of course, we had tons of leftovers. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. And so Bud Light Guy, without fail, he showed up. Yeah, with some seltzers. He did. And we traded him some of our dinner for some seltzers. Yeah, and some And some swag. Yeah, he had some swag with him. So if you can imagine... High road, low road. It's it's a campsite, so our tents were going to be up a slight a elevation. Elevated, yeah. Yeah, by, by a picnic table. And kind of hidden behind the van and the trailer a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah, the van and trailer were kind of down on yeah, the, what I call the front road. of the site. Carter's up with the Bud Light Seltzer guy, David, and myself. And Alex... He's cleaning up after Yeah, he's night. down there. And Alex is not an ugly guy. He's, he's a young, handsome guy. Yeah, he is not hard on the eyes. So we're up top, and 
you know, all this time we haven't seen a wild animal. Oh, we haven't no wild seen animals. Nothing. Oh, well, we saw some rabbits at the previous. We did. When, when they the, were cute. When the transformer blew, we were playing with them in yep. the. I hope they were okay with all that wind because but that's about as wild as it got. That was up, up until, until then. <laughs> up until when we saw the cougar. Caribbean living. This is the magazine that takes readers beyond the beach. Explore all the food, art, culture, music, mountains, terrain, and more in the pages of Caribbean Living. It's the magazine that takes readers beyond the beach. Grab a copy in print or in digital format. Check our website for a link to CaribbeanLivingMagazine.com. Not a four-legged cougar. Yeah, she was... She was on the prowl for Alex. And all I get here were whispers down there. So she's smoking her cigarette, which, again, we're in the middle of fire season. No open flames. We're having to, you know, rough it and figure out how to prepare meals that are nutritious and warm without having open flame. It's it's the law at this point, right? So we see a cigarette, like, light glowing in the darkness yeah and we're listening i'm eavesdropping i'm like wait what 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 did she say what and all of a sudden she's like well i have a trick i can show you something like takes the cigarette i think alex was probably like you know you shouldn't have that he's he's so trying to be diplomatic and sweet yeah she puts a cigarette out on her tongue guys that was her trick that was i was like i need to go rescue him I need to get down there. This is not going to end well. <laughs> My goodness. I did, though. I went down. I interjected. and um, She moved on. She scampered away. I scared a cougar in the wild. <laughs> so many good times. Well, that's what happens when you travel, though. You see so many interesting people. Yeah, and interesting things happen. Like, what about you? You tell them about the next day. All the travel out. So we had a new itinerary and we did a... Made on the fly. On the fly. The guys were just The guys like, were great. They were Googling. They checked out some trails. Yeah. Um, we did a nice road ride out of the campground through a couple of quaint little villages and uh, down a country road. And then that's where we saw that uh, kind of broken down barn. And I like to take some pictures of the scenery that we see that we uh, along the way. And this was very picturesque, you know, mm-hmm. I had, it, it was pretty beaten down, old. Moss partial, growing on the yeah, roof. partially collapsed, but mossy <sighs> roof, excellent for some photography. Some uh, great content. Yeah. And we were on, the road was beautiful. I did not mind, it was empty, definitely out in the country. And we had made a turn down that road because the road we actually were su- supposed to be on, I'll let you get to that, but... Let's talk about this moss-covered barn. Yeah, we were on the road. We were very respectful of people's property. Uh, Definitely not trespassing in any way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one of the local residents took objection, I guess, to us taking a picture of his broken-down barn. He's like, what are y'all doing? He's like, get out of here. kids, get out of here. I don't want to end up on some tweet page. (laughs) I was like, ooh. And so we... We took the message to heart. We took the message to heart. We skedaddled. We were trying to skedaddle. Carter didn't take it. He's like, hey, we're on public property. We can be here. And the guy's like, I want y'all to get going now. 
<laughs> Carter's like, we have a right to be. I am like, hello. You're like, Carter. <laughs> we're, we're turning Don't worry our about your rights right now. Yeah. Let's be wrong. Let's just be gone. Oh. And then we went down to where we were, air quotes, supposed to be. Yeah, so the guys had mixed it up a little bit with the itinerary for the the ride that day. We got off the road, actually, onto, you know, this interesting logging trail that they had found. Toodle. It's called Toodle. Toodle. Right? Yeah. So we had ridden, what, about three miles from our campsite, and then we, we went in. To this, what was old logging? Old logging trails. All of the trees Fell. still lying yeah, on the ground yeah. in many places. Yeah. And there was a little, there was a sign there was a little bit uh, dodgy. It said, beware of wild horses. <laughs> We're like, right. No, We're I was like, oh, let horses. me take a picture of that because... And the, this was not paved road. No, these were stony, rocky roads. Shaley. Yeah, Dusty. with the, the rear wheel of the bikes was spinning on them. It was more like mountain biking. It was technical riding. Yeah, and these were hybrid bikes with kind of road wheels on them. So mountain bike frames with road wheels. Yeah. Good and durable, but uh, not really suited for that stony ground. So it was a challenging it, ride in a different way than the other In a different way, but were. I loved it. I think I excelled at that. Yeah, better. we didn't go very fast. No, but we went very far. Yeah. So they were like, no, down here. And by the time, like we turn on the things that were just full of brush. I was like, are you sure? This isn't even cleared. Yeah, and the guys thought this was a loop where it would take us back out to the road. Yeah. And we got to, what, within maybe half a mile of where the loop was supposed to join the road? Dense, dense forest. And that's when Carter got his first First flat flat tire. (sighs) Yeah, this, this ground was unforgiving. I'm just thankful it wasn't me. Yeah. But he had a kit. He fixed it. Boom, boom, boom. We're still trying to soldier on. We're still trying to find a way out of this. It is now close to dusk. Yeah. We'd seen bear scat. We saw some scat mm-hmm. around some uh, berry bushes. And just out on the path. So we're riding along, riding along. And second flat tire for Mr. Carter. Yep. And no Not more another repair sp- kits. Yeah. So Alex... Being, now imagine we are probably at this point two and a half miles deep into this logging area and Alex is like I've got this I'm gonna ride back to camp so that's five miles minimum oh, if we're least. two in and three away from where we got in the gate dusk is coming I am scared. We all get off in solidarity and walk our bikes towards the gate because we say we will meet you at the gate. Cell service is spotty, but we have a plan. We are walking. We are walking. We are walking. We're now probably a mile away from the gate. Alex hauled, but back to camp, locked his bicycle on top of the van and drove it back. And we were a mile out and he was going to come through the gate, rescue us. Chink, 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 chink. Gates locked and yeah. chained. And chained. There's no way out, guys. We've got, got all the way to, to the wa- gate. walk the bikes. And you know what? We did it. We did. And the last berry bush that was right there at the gate that we had to duck under and put the bikes through was a berry bush with bear scat around it. I didn't care. Yeah, we tried some of those berries. They were delicious. So good. Really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
It was a nice reward for finishing that ride slash walk. Yeah, it really was. Can I turn into a hike? <laughs> it was fun. A hike. See what I did there? I saw that. Oh, I heard it. <laughs> you heard it. Oh my gosh. So then we go back to camp that yeah, night. Pretty uneventful after that. We needed it to be uneventful. We did. Honestly. We were pretty exhausted after that day. Yeah. It was a busy one. And the next day, the smoke had now reached Washington. Yeah. And we, the guys are like, let's soldier on. Uh, on bike? No, but in the van with the bikes. So they say, let's go ride in Mount St. Helen. All right, let's do it. The only thing I did on that entire drive was look for water sources. I kept thinking, this fire is getting close. And if we are trapped in here, it's a one road in and one road out situation. I was like, sit in the cold water. Wait for it to <laughs> blow over. Blow over, if you will. By the time we got to Mount St. Helens, yeah, were... I'd never been to Mount St. Helens, and it was uh, beautiful. It was worth the, the visit. Very nice. Although with the smoke, we didn't see the the peak. The crater. It was, it was a little hidden. Yeah. yeah, down there. Yeah. But the whole area was was quite interesting to see and, and the, to see the history of it. His, you know. Exactly. The trees that we were seeing that were almost you know petrified from yeah. the blast and things that were moved. Like they said, how many miles away? Like this was supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, the whole topography changed. Yeah, it changed. I the mean, rivers it... were filled in, new lakes appeared. Yes, and we walked around that new yeah, lake. We did. Gorgeous. So good. It, it, it was a wonderful trip, you guys. And, you know, getting back to, to the campsite and making our way back home filled with these memories. You know, was great memories. Yeah, it's something that you it's unexpected. It's definitely type two fun because sometimes you have your throat, you know, closed yeah, you off. You have to be a bit resilient sometimes. Absolutely. And, and open to changes. Yeah. Type two fun. That's yeah. all. <laughs> I mean, what were your favorite moments of the trip? Well, I think I had a couple. We had, uh, I think it was on day two, we had a fairly steep climb. On yeah. part of the ride, and um, it was good to just challenge myself against the hill and a little bit against the the guys. This were the three guys that we were traveling with. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I like to think I fared pretty well, but the crazy part was the downhill part. Uh, that's where those crazy uh, young guys were fearless. Just going. Uh, they were for riding it. easily forty miles an hour down that hill. My back wheel was bouncing so badly, I thought it was going to come off. And I, I mean, I had to brake and slow down. Whoa. But those daredevils were going full speed. That was, that was a highlight for me. I love it. I was waiting at the bottom for you guys, <laughs> sitting on top of that trailer that Alex likes to sleep on. It's nice up there. Great views. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite? My, probably when you guys finally let me get ice cream at Tillamook. Oh, it was, Tillamook was so good. Mm. That, plus skipping stones in that newly formed lake at the bottom of Mount St. Helens, and actually learning how to handle myself cycling on a road with traffic yeah. in unknown terrain. So, yeah. I had a you overcame the challenge. It was fun. And the guides were amazing. So good. Alex and Carter, so first class hosts. Escape Adventures, we love them. You guys, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you again next week. 
Thanks for joining us on our latest adventure. PETA is PETA Phipps, publisher, producer, all-around entrepreneur, and the travel instigator. David is David Blair, an engineer, travel cohort, blossoming photographer, and thinks he is a badass motorcycle rider. And he is very Scottish. Travel, travel instigator. instigator. We'll take you with us without kidnapping you. Travel, travel instigator. instigator. We'll take you with us without kidnapping you.